What is up? Welcome back to Tomahawk. I am your host, Rob Fox, joined as always by Atlanta Braves super fan Dan Holloway. How are you doing today? I'm good. You know, I, I, I'm kind of concerned about the, uh, <clears throat> the scheduler for Major League Baseball because the way this past week worked out was very bizarre to me. Uh, the Braves really, yeah. So we could, I wanted to touch on this for sure, just like a little bit before we got into the two things I, I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about today. But uh, yeah, that first game of the A's series, that is that was fucked. Yeah, it's weird. So you go um, late game East Coast and then early game West Coast. How's that? How does that work? Right. That doesn't mean I don't know that I've ever seen something that, like that. That before. was brutal <clears throat> scheduling. Uh, yeah. So essentially, if you don't recall. The Braves played the Sunday night baseball game against the Phillies. Um, then they immediately had to get on a plane and fly from Atlanta to Oakland. Uh, and by the way, before we even get into the flight stuff, I assume they fly out of, what is it, Hartfield? That's Atlanta's, right? Yeah. How far away is that airport from the battery? Probably an hour. Uh, like, and in traffic, yeah, unless they took a helicopter down there. Yeah, so first off, so they're on. <clears throat> they're, they're basically traveling like probably seven, eight hours that yeah. day. Um, they get in to, uh, sorry, they get into Oakland at 3 a.m. local. So they land in Oakland on what their body thinks feels like is 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Then they have a game at 1130. Uh, no, 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 no. That game, uh, it was like a three o'clock local. It was a day game. But All right. Yeah, yeah. It was a day game, yeah, but yeah. it was like an afternoon. For body game. time, it was like 1230, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> That's fucking insane. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's bad scheduling, to be honest. And you could tell they were feeling it this whole series. Oh my god, the offense! I mean, they couldn't. They were they were terrible. Mm-hmm. There was a little. The fielding wasn't as good as sharp. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they had some some plays like uh, Rosario uh, hoping Soroka out. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and I think Acuna had a good play uh, in the in the game we salvaged. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, they just looked terrible, just dead. Yep. And uh, that fucking sucks. And honestly, you know what's not going to wake you up is playing in the Oakland Coliseum. Seriously, uh, they've had bad attendance for a while now, but it's getting worse now that they know the team's leaving. Yeah. Like, you would think there would be a run on it where people would go into the stadium and try to watch the la- their last game. or may- Maybe that'll happen later in the season. And, uh, you know, steal shit from inside the stadium because – the Raiders are gone. There's nobody left in the Coliseum after the A's leave. No. And so I assume they're just going to tear that down. I, is, I don't even know. Is Oracle Arena still there now? I, would, I mean, I assume they didn't tear down Oracle Arena. Uh, I assume that they probably have, like, concerts and shit there. I mean, it's basically Camping World Stadium now. Yeah. A- after they leave. Yeah. So, Oakland. It's called Oakland Arena now, I guess, but it's still there, right? Yeah, now. nobody's going to sponsor it. Yeah, right. There's nothing that fucking happens there. I don't even know who plays there. Do they have a WNBA team or some shit? No. I mean, so actually, it's kind of a funny thing with uh, what's the one in Kansas City Sprint Center? How it's they, they talk about how it's actually more profitable without a team hmm. than with a team because they can book more shit. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I tweeted the other day, by the way. Uh, that I, I I'm you know from St. Louis, St. Louis Rams fan or used to be, uh, and with that in mind, I don't think I've ever seen a fan base get so brazenly fucked in the ass as the Oakland A's fans. Yeah, like even more so than the Raiders fans somehow, and they lost their team twice. But this team, <clears> it's just like the, they tried to be competitive, and the Raiders did right. Like mm-hmm. they tried to win. Like these the the. the <sighs> 
I don't care if the A's move. That's fine. Oakland, maybe Oakland's not viable, but these dudes who own this team do not deserve to own this team. No, I like I understand the the move from the city. I would have moved it to a long time ago, actually. But there's something about the ownership too that's just not getting the job done. The only the the only band aid, the only thing masking their fucking complete uselessness is Billy Bean. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and is he going to move to a new city? It's, to I Vegas, mean, Vegas yeah. is not that far away. So um, I, I wonder. I think there should be some rule in, in professional sports that if your team doesn't perform at a certain level over a long enough period of time, you lose your team. Oh, yeah. You're forced to sell it. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, you need to be a competitive owner. Like, these guys yeah. are assholes. Same with the dude who owns the Reds and the dude who owns the, owns the Pirates. Like, just absolute mm-hmm. fucking douchebags. Who don't even try to win? They just fuck their fans. Just they just they're just stealing from their fans. But yeah, that was a rough series. That sucked. That was really. I remember why I was watching um, the game two of that series, all pissed off. Uh, I couldn't believe we couldn't even scrap like one other run together. I was waiting for you know Olson or mm-hmm. Acuna or somebody <laughs> to just like at least get a solo home run. I think we scored six runs in this series. It wasn't much. Yeah, like it was bad. Yeah. Is what it is. Um, long season, all that bullshit. We were joking actually before uh, earlier today, I guess, uh, that this is exactly how uh, the Braves' easy stretch started out last year. Right? Mm-hmm. We we went on the road to the worst team in baseball, the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're like, okay, let's start running. We can start really getting. Or, well, for this this year, be making or it would be uh, putting more space between us and the other teams. Last year, it was making up ground. And what do we do? We drop two of three on the road to the worst team in baseball. Mm-hmm. Two years in a row at the start of our sort of quote-unquote easy schedule. So that's, I guess, kind of funny or whatever. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We're going to Arizona next uh, and then back home for the Mets. And, and then it's pretty much easy until we see the uh, the Phillies. And then it's easy after that for a bit, unless you consider the Twins a threat. I guess it depends on what part of their rotation we run into. Yeah, and the Diamondbacks, <clears throat> for what it's worth, not – haven't been bad so far this year. I th- I don't think they're good. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Probably not, but we're going to run into Gallon on Sunday. And yeah. that's, that's It's Gallon-Soroka on Sunday. That'll be a good matchup. Yep. And speaking of, the biggest news, uh, maybe the Braves' season so far, mm-hmm. to be honest, in terms of like on-field, is uh, our guy, the promised one, Mike Soroka, finally back <coughs> on the mound. That, this is probably the most excited I've been to watch a regular season Braves game that wasn't like September, like an important one mm-hmm. uh, in years. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see him back. I mean, it was like, what, almost 1,100 days Yeah, basically between it's starts. Brutal. Like even before getting into me, just me wanting him as a player, like I felt bad for the guy. Like mm-hmm. he just seems like a nice guy. I don't... <laughs> well, he's Canadian. He's got to be. Yeah, right. Exactly. I don't know how... I mean, like... He's, I don't know how much personality is there, per mm. se. Like, he's pretty stoic, if I want to be generous. But uh, I just you just feel bad for the kid. Uh, but what do you think? He, uh, six innings pitch, five hits, four runs, two walks, three Ks. Um, took the L, unfortunately. Uh, but his whip for the game was 1.17, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. <coughs> uh, but, yeah, what did you, you see from Soroka? Um, yeah, he had about a 10 pitch stretch where things didn't go well for him. But that's, you know, I, it takes a while to get the feel for your pitches back at the big league level. Um, 
it wasn't optimal condition to be pitching in because of the weird flight times and stuff. That is what it is. Who knows if that's going to uh I don't I think that mostly just affected his the team's chances to win more yeah, yeah, so than I think it affected him. Maybe. Like it, it affected the offense essentially. I, I he seemed okay. Uh he seemed okay, yeah, but you know, who, who knows? His changeup looked really good. I think he hung one and it got hit a thousand feet, but um for the most part, I would say about 85% of his changeups looked really sharp. Um, location is coming back to him. I think the most important thing right now is just getting in reps because, uh, that, and that's why they kept him in, in the minors a little bit longer so he could get up to a 90 plus pitch mm-hmm. uh, outing. Um, now he only threw, what, 83 pitches in this game? He was really efficient. Yeah, that's the thing that struck me the most. He's still, he, he's, he's definitely the same guy. That is to say, trying to pitch to contact and get early outs and stuff like that. There were a couple of jams that he got himself out of by making good pitches and getting double plays, and that's kind of what you expect out of the guy. I think it's going to – to be honest, I don't expect, uh, aside from eating up innings, and, you know, he was only one earned run away from a from a quality start. Um, aside from eating up innings, uh, you know, five to seven innings per start, which is going to be really helpful for the rest of the rotation throughout the rest of the year, um, I don't expect – greatness out of the guy i think it's just like a basketball player with an acl injury that first year back is kind of you know getting your legs under you i mm-hmm. think that's it's going to kind of be like that maybe it's better this playoffs but probably not um, i think you, you should expect kind of a mid-season from him moving forward i would just be happy with an era under four <clears throat> and even if the era is hovering like low fours mm-hmm. as long as you got a whip like basically around what that is, right? Like one one seven. Well, I just want to see that the that and that the stuff is there. And to me, it, you're right. Like he looked really sharp for a lot of the time. Now, mm-hmm. hilariously, of all the outfielders to do it, Eddie Rosario saved him from early yeah, trouble. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, that was a really good play too. It was. I was <laughs> stunned to be quite honest uh, that Eddie pulled that off. But he's a, he's kind of a funny guy like that. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought he that Soroka looked sharp. Uh, but you're right that he was not, you know, fully back in in game mode, and that I think really more than anything manifested itself with the two hit by pitches, where those balls just, I mean, you know, you see in a lot of hit by pitches like they miss, right? Mm-hmm. Those two balls on his hit by pitches just completely flew out of his hand. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like just uh, like a, a fifty cent first pitch, kind of like just off to yeah. the fucking side. Well, if you remember. Um the last time he pitched in Major League Baseball, everybody was still putting fucking pine tar on their hands. <laughs> um, and I think that's going to take some getting used to. We saw Rizal Iglesias two nights ago come in and pretty much walk in the winning run. You know, mm. um, uh, He walked the bases loaded, as a matter of fact, and uh, just couldn't get his he- – hearing from the broadcast the following day yesterday, they said he just couldn't get a fucking grip on the ball at all because of the, the weather. Yeah. Um, uh, that's going to be a problem for a guy that's command-based. Spencer Strider can probably get away with it, but a guy that throws 91, 92 is not going to get away with it. And, you know, he's uh, – I wouldn't say that Soroka's a nibbler. That's that's not a good characterization of his pitching style, but he does need to stay on the fucking corners and low in the zone with his sinker to be successful. Yeah. And no, he, I think he <clears throat> is adequately uh, aggressive in trying to mm-hmm. get strikes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason they call him – uh, what Maple Maddox? Because yep. he's Canadian. I mean, it's it, obviously he's not Greg Maddox, but the pitching style is very similar in terms of like the velocity is is lower than your than your average talented pitcher, mm-hmm. and 
he just tries to fill the strike zone and get you to, yeah, like you said, get out early in the at-bat. Uh, and he honestly, he mostly accomplished that. Like the two things that that were exciting for me is the efficiency on six innings and the whip. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the mistake to for the home uh, the three run homer or whatever sucks. But really, and he got out of a jam, a, a pretty tough jam with a double play, which he's want to do. But uh, what really worried me, or, or I guess what really what really not worried me, what really fucked up that whole start for him was the hit, the second hit by pitch where he had the guy 0-2 to start the inning yeah. and then completely <clears throat> fucking loses the batter in a way that was kind of like that really rips your head out of mm-hmm. the zone, right? Like that that can really take you out of focus because it's such a fucking cell phone. Such an infuriating yeah. cell phone. You see it in like tennis a lot where like a guy just has like a brutal error and then they can't get their head back in it for may- a while maybe. Yeah, I mean I think that um I think that error by Olsen was also a big part of it, to yeah. be honest. Um, that was a big play because it extended the inning. Um, but you know what? That's the kind of shit that's going to happen. Overall, I was I was fine with the way he pitched. The I velocity was, was great. Yeah, he looks like everything looks good. The mechanics and all that stuff looks good. He needs to get a, fee, a feel. Didn't, by the way, he looked bigger. <clears throat> uh, stronger, yeah, yeah, certainly. But he's, I mean, he's... Uh, 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 you know, grown up a little bit. He was, I mean, when he was pitching in 2019, he was really He was 22 up. years old. Yeah, he was really Now young. he's 25, so obviously he's put on some man muscle. Yeah. Which is nice. But he's not necessarily, he's not the only uh, Braves pitching call-up that happened this past week that's going to be a big deal for us even inside this season. Um, A.J. Smith-Shaver, or Shaver, however you say his name. It's te- it's Shaver, but that's I've never heard that name before. Um <clears throat> This kid is, uh, let's see, I think he's 20 years old. Is that right? 21. No, he'll be 21 in November. Jesus Christ. So he started pitching in his senior year of high school. Uh, last year was the first year he took it seriously and pitched for a full season before. Mm-hmm. Now this kid throws 98. Uh, he's got an 88 to 92 mile per hour slider. That's a pretty decent out pitch. Um, he's... He's going. He's seen as the organization as the. I think I mentioned him what a month ago or two months ago. Yeah, as somebody to watch out for that's going to get called up soon. I didn't think it would be this year, to be honest. I mean, I thought it might be sometime later in the season he would get a cup of coffee. Um, but the way he's dominated every level in the minor leagues this season, he, he start he pitched last year pretty mediocre. Seventeen starts, five eleven ERA, uh, and then he c- comes into this year. He starts at high A ball in Rome. Uh, three starts, doesn't give up a run. Uh, went to Mississippi Double A. Two starts, didn't give up a run. He went up to Triple uh, A. Had two starts, gave up I think two runs, and they're like, "All right, fuck this. It's Andrew Jones, right? We're just yeah. going to bring this kid up and let his natural talent develop in the major leagues where it belongs." So they're going to treat him the same way they did Strider last year. He'll start in the pen, probably start off in a couple of low leverage ship situations, and then pick up. Uh, maybe they'll they'll run out if they have to do a bullpen bullpen game. They'll have an opener and then put him in for four or five innings and yeah. shit like that and let him run. He his development over the course of the season is going to be a big fucking deal for this team because if he shows out like people say that he might, uh, I think you can kiss Max Fried's ass goodbye. Because well, there's no real say, point. In that saying, is the big hole in the rotation mm-hmm. that is coming because I don't. You know, I, I, I love AA, and, uh, you know, you, you, you want him mm-hmm. to uh, go after Max, and he'll make an offer, I, I imagine, but yeah. you got to think it's going to be 
kind of a Freddie Freeman situation, except I don't think Max is necessarily uh, – he likes being a Brave. He likes the organization, but he's not certainly not married to it the way Freddie was, right? right? Sort of like emotionally invested, I suppose, the way Freddie was. Like Max is – you know, he's a professional baseball player. Yeah. He's going to act like a professional athlete does and, you know, get his fucking value. And I don't blame him if he can get it – get better – you know, get more money elsewhere – Sure. Go get your money, buddy. But like, you gotta you gotta wonder what we did all this for, right? Like why like all these great moves and locking these people down to long term deals and getting good deals on these long term contracts, what was the point of that? It should be to free up cap space to be able to fucking go into free agency and get key players when yep. you need them or hang on to key players that might be leaving. Like right? Max Reed. And maybe that's what they're gonna do. And mm-hmm. I, I to me, Max Fried is a top three or four pitcher mm-hmm. in the National League. Like sure, yeah. there are there are very few people as good as him. And by the way, even though his overall playoff numbers aren't incredible, that dude fucking showed up every mm-hmm. time we needed him to, pretty much in the twenty twenty one playoffs and in twenty twenty he pitched quite well most mm-hmm. of the time as well. <laughs> um, you know, and like we were at game two where he got smacked around by the Astros, but that really. We both agreed that wasn't really his fault. That yeah, game. yeah. No, that was he got he got uh, exit velo to death there. But um, yeah, just looking over the the future of the team over the next five to seven seasons, where we have all these people locked into long term contracts. Obviously, Morton's not going to stick around too much longer. He's older, but you're looking at a ro- this Smith Schauber guy turns out to be what you think he is. Then you're looking at a rotation of Strider, Elder, who, by the way, has got a 194 ERA, I believe, yeah. right now. He's he's everything people said he was last season. He's a great pitcher who needs to get a feel for the big leagues. That's exactly who he is, and he's going to be a great pitcher in baseball for a long time. Strider, Bryce Elder, uh, Mike Soroka, and Smith Shaver, and then, I mean... Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright is another guy. It's like, it's an embarrassment of riches, you know? Um, and I think that Max has been so consistent over his career, it would be a mistake to let him go. Was he 29? Yeah, something like that. It, it really would. And he also, with Max Freed, like, yeah, he's 29. He's just like a fucking pro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're not. He doesn't do dumb shit, you know. No, he doesn't. He, he is not very mistake prone. Mm-hmm. He's, as far as I know, a really hardworking guy, mm-hmm. like, I mean, an intelligent and sort of in touch with both his uh, athletic side and, like, the intellect of the mm-hmm. game. I mean, everything you, everything you would fucking want to have a guy like Preparation that. and approach yep. are both very good, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's just fucking talented. And, by the way, a lefty. Yeah, I mean, that's, there's always a premium on that. So, yeah. And uh, no real injury history to speak. I know he's out right now, mm-hmm. but, like, nothing serious. In the majors, I think he yeah, did nothing arm wise. Yeah, yeah, I think he did have an issue prior to the major uh, forearm, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. You're totally right. Like the reason to sign all these guys to um, team friendly deals or just mm-hmm. get them in early or whatever. It's sh- I hope it's not just to save the team money for the sake of saving yeah. the team money, right? Like I-, I couldn't imagine it would be because they're making. This this is the highest revenue generating period in the Atlanta Braves fucking franchise history. Without, yeah. I mean, it's not even. And close. that's not on just raw dollars, not adjusted for inflation. This yeah, is that's... between. This is just revenue revenue compared to what they're spending on the yeah. team. Yeah, it's 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 pretty incredible. And if you like, I think you got to. Part of it maybe uh, they want to keep some money in the bank for a rainy day. 
uh, I guess. But what's the point, you know, if you never break the bank and spend the money? Right. You know what I mean? That it's it, what are we really doing here? And uh, you know, this is a team that ex- the fan base expects playoff runs. They expect championships. So I, um, I, we'll you, see how it goes. Do you think it would ever be a sticking point, uh, or is there a number of years you would be uncomfortable giving Max Freed? A number of years, not necessarily. I mean, I think because uh, years is probably going to be the sticking point more than dollars. Because the do- dollar amount was not the sticking point with Freddie Freeman. Sure, uh, maybe I don't know. I mean, I think uh, I think it's different for pitchers. I think if you're talking about a hitter, they want to get uh, they. But what what pitcher do you know that's ever gotten like a ten year deal? Uh, like Garrett Cole, I think. Right. Uh. My guess is there's been one or two others, but uh, yeah. I think Kevin Brown back in the day signed a long-term deal with somebody. Yeah, and uh, didn't Sabathia sign a long-term deal? But then his body fell apart. It's just <laughs> not a thing to give pitchers. Uh, for me, he's 29 this year, uh, turns 30 beginning of next year. I would be okay with a six or seven-year deal for him because okay. he stays in shape. He's he's got a delivery that's going to allow for a long career. I think he hasn't had any arm trouble. And again, lefty. Mm-hmm. And lefties tend to age pretty well. And he's a smart guy, yeah. yeah, So he'll figure it out over the course of uh, his career if he needs to adjust and stuff like that. I don't think that would be a problem. Yeah, I'd be fine with seven years on that. Seven (laughs) years, probably. You're going to have to get him to take some kind of discount, though. He's not on the open market. He could probably take a three-year deal for forty million a year. To be honest, and then somebody would give him that. No, I mean like like I mean some team would give him that. I know, but would he, do you think he would do the the like the Trevor Bauer approach, basically, or the Charlie Morton approach that's worked pretty fucking well for him because yeah. he makes twenty million dollars every year, no matter what? I mean, whenever you sign one of those contracts, you're on a discount by mm. year three, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's you stop getting what your market value is by like the second or third year, typically. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why anybody would do like if you do a twenty or let's say it's even a ten percent discount. Uh, uh, but it's amortized over the course of seven to ten seasons, like headers do these days. Yeah, you're right. It's like you're not. It's not just the ten percent discount. It's also inflation every single year, which is at minimum seven percent. Right. Yeah. That's not to talk about or speak on the economics of baseball itself and how the salary caps are adjusted. So, I think it makes more sense for a guy like that to bet on himself and take shorter deals, three to five year deals and not over six, and over. To yeah, six yeah, plus yeah. year deals. Yeah. Well, and then by the time, let's say he takes a three year deal and he's 33, 34 mm-hmm. takes another three year de- and, and is effective. Then he can take just another one, three one, year one. deal making fucking crazy money. And then he can just go. Yeah. Like be like Morton, go mm-hmm. on one, one year flyers or like, uh, was Verlander a one-year sign for the Mets? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Is he just going one, one, one until yeah. he feels like quitting? I mean, even fucking Michael Jordan did that. Yeah, you know it's not unheard of. I think LeBron does it too effectively because he's got the opt out every year in his yeah. contract. So it's a smart move, and I think you know it works with the economics of the game, and it's also going to allow Max to get his uh, value, provided he continues to produce, which I think he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick before we keep going, we do have a sponsor that is my bookie. Go to mybookie.com. Use the promo code Drinking Bros to double your first deposit. Uh, up to a thousand dollars. So if you put in five hundred, they'll give you five hundred. You put in a thousand, they'll give you a free thousand dollars to slap around with your wiener or whatever you want to do with it. I mean, it's it's digital, so you can't. I mean, you can slap the computer monitor with your with your wiener if you want, like where it displays the mm. number. Um, Just be careful. Yeah, we're fine with it, but be careful. Um, so yeah, you can go bet on anything. Obviously, we like to bet on baseball. 
Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, so I don't have Friday's lines yet. But I imagine... Let me look at the Friday games real quick and see if there's anything uh, I like. I, I, I'm trying to think of what the series... I don't know what like all the, the series are, but it'll be the beginning of a new series for everybody. Um, my assumption is that... I don't... I don't know that I would take the Braves. Uh, no, I would take the Brewers. Um, they're minus 178 tomorrow. Corbin Burns is pitching. Um, that's a good one. Oh, against the Reds? Yep. Okay, yeah. yeah, so the lines are up. The lines are up. Um, Phillies Nationals. You can probably take the Phillies there. That seems legit. They got Wheeler going. Yeah. Although Josiah Gray is actually pitching for the Nationals, and he's really fucking good. Sure. He's sub-3 ERA, and he's still 4-5, and five, though. So yeah. he's not getting run support. Um, ooh, there's some good games tomorrow. Uh, Otani versus Framber Valdez. That's a good game right there. Ooh, shit. I don't know if I bet on that, but I will no, watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to bet on it. Um, let's see. Um, I do like, uh, actually, here's one. Neither pitcher is good, but give me the Marlins over the A's. Yeah. Uh, it's in Miami, so all that travel bullshit we were just bitching about with the Braves. Mm. Uh, the A's have to travel literally as far as they – this is the farthest they have to travel at any point in the year, I would imagine, mm-hmm. all the way down to Miami. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the Marlins there. And then, I don't know. Um, really, There's another really good game with the Rangers and Mariners. Castillo's going against Gray. Excellent pitching matchup. Actually, here, take the Rangers. This isn't a great bet necessarily, but the Rangers are home dogs with maybe their best pitcher going. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, I'd, I'd take that. I'd take the Rangers at home. They're thirty-five and twenty, getting no respect. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that one. Castillo's been good this year, but it's at home. Yeah, Castillo's great, a hundred percent, no doubt. The Rangers, though, I think have the best offense in baseball right now, and the Mariners' offense is dog shit. Um, it's either the Mar- or it's either the Rangers or the uh, Rays. I know the Rays are leading home runs, but I don't know about total offense. Yeah. Um, anyways. Either way, the, yeah. the Rangers are loaded. But, yeah, so go to mybookie.com, promo code Drinker Bros. Double your first deposit up to $1,000. So not a ton of Brave stuff going on right now necessarily, but there is something I want to talk about. Um, we kind of touch on this a little bit in, our, in like, our text and stuff, but I think I am uh, fully on FOMO for uh, a couple players. There's a new leader in wins above replacement mm-hmm. for Fangraphs, and it is our old dear friend, Freddie Freeman. Yeah, no surprise there. I mean, he's uh, especially in over the course of the last month, he's hitting 400 in May. He hit 400 in May. He is on a goddamn tear. Yeah. He has 2.9 wins above replacement. Yeah, good for he's he's slashing 346, 420, 588. Yeah, his uh OPS in May was 1184. I, I mean, this this might be the hottest stretch of his career. Yeah, he's he's on a fucking tear. 170 WRC plus. Uh counting stats a little whatever, 10 homers. This is his, mm. his normal line, right? Yeah. Like he looks better in the rates than he typically does on the counters on the yeah. counting stats. Uh 49 runs, which actually leads Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. 35 RBI, 8 stolen bases. Now, this is actually something interesting. Um, not the fastest guy, but he could easily end up with 20 because he's an excellent base runner. Yeah, he's always been a very opportunistic base stealer. So these days with the uh, you know 
the pitch clock, a guy like that, he's going to steal more. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Now, I hate saying this, though, because I do like Matt Olson, and Matt Olson is, is not a fucking slouch, right? Mm-hmm. Better defensively, I would say, just a little bit. I, I, I think Freeman is the most underrated defender at first base in the he's game. He's pretty good, but Matt Olson is a legit gold glove guy. Yeah. Um, Olson, 17 home runs, 44 runs, 42 RBIs. So he, he kind of does – he does better in the counting stats. Uh, Freeman does better in the slash lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, 136 WRC plus for for um, Olsen, which is excellent. So that's still great. I only have mild FOMO mm-hmm. with uh, with Freeman, but like I said, I swear to God, when Freeman left and, and we signed Olsen, I said I don't think Freeman's going to age. Like I don't think that just the way he swings, the way that he is as a player, like he just looks like a guy that's not going to drop off into his mid 30s, late 30s. Well, we'll see. It's only been two years or it a has. year and a half, and he's still four years older. Than Olsen. So by the end of these two respective deals, I think we'll still come out ahead. Yeah. But right now it is kind of annoying. <laughs> Especially because he's on our biggest competitor in the fucking league. But yeah. what are you going to do? You know? That was really like if, if Freeman had gone just anywhere else. Even to the Yankees, like an American League team. Yeah. The Yankees, I, that wouldn't have bothered me at all. <clears throat> Although if he went to the Yankees, he would hit like 70 home runs. Oh my God. Can you imagine mm-hmm. that? Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's just the Dodgers, and I fucking hate the Dodgers. Now, here's where I get real FOMO. Because this guy is one of my favorite, maybe my favorite short-term Brave of all time. Like, tops uh, Kenny Lofton or Denny mm. Nagel or whatever. He only played for the Braves for a couple months. Obviously, I'm talking about Jorge Soler, our World Series MVP. Um, but people, people forget. People kind of – his World Series MVP – kind of uh, obfuscates the fact that he really was wonderful for the Braves the entire time he was there, like traded mm-hmm. to us. And he had 14 home runs in 55 games. Yeah, he and he, I mean, he was leading off or hitting second mm-hmm. in a lot of those games. <clears throat> I remember there was one game late in the season. We were still trying to catch Philly uh, where he just led off the game with a fucking mm-hmm. rocket. It was like Acuna was back, kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, to, uh, a home run to dead center. I... Fucking loved Jorge Soler. Mm-hmm. Loved that guy. And if you remember, it was kind of an issue. Um, he got hurt in the NLDS against the Brewers. Yeah. And we were like, fuck. Yeah. That sucks a lot. Uh, I don't know how that's going to affect the series. Um, and then obviously he had a wonderful World Series, uh, won the MVP. I still watch that home run on fucking repeat. Uh, his, his home run to lead off the World Series, also underrated. Um, to lead off literally mm. the entire World Series, first at bat of the World Series, fucking puts it in the Crawford boxes. That was dope as well. Um, I really wanted to keep Solaire. I remember my brother Patrick, who is also a Braves fan, texted me. I think after, I think it was after Rosario. It, it might have been during the World Series, but I think it was maybe when Rosario was going nuts in the LDS. He just he just texted me, bring everyone back, and he was referring to the trade guys right Peterson, yeah i mean because the people that we brought over even even rosario despite the fact that he struggled for a while and had medical issues with his eyes and whatnot um ball players like legit ball players and also good clubhouse guys on all of them. um like jock is a great clubhouse guy jorge Soler is a great clubhouse guy and it's sickening 
Like Jock, I understand them letting him go because that guy, I don't know if it's because he started in LA, but he's going to be overpaid for his entire career. Right. But Jorge Soler is on a three year, 12 or $36 million deal. We, we couldn't sign that. Really? Right. We couldn't afford that. Cause what the fuck is Eddie Rosario making? You know uh, what I mean? He's like making you, a lot. He, yeah. he, Jorge Soler, if you combined Ozuna and Eddie Rosario, was outperforming both of them and playing satisfactory defense in left field. So Rosario's on a two-year, $18 million contract with us. So that's nine mil right there. What's Ozuna making, 13 mil a year or 16 mil a year, I think? 16, uh, right? Ozuna's, yeah. I think it's 16 a year. So that's $25 million right there a year. He, Ozuna's on a four-year, $65 million contract. Uh, four, 65, 15, so 16, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's 25 mil a year for those two players, and Jorge Soler for 12 million a year is outperforming them combined. He like, ha- that, was a, that was a big mistake. That I was, it was, uh, and I feel like, so Jorge Soler's numbers right now, 17 <clears throat> fucking home runs, only 31 RB, uh, runs and 35 RBIs, but to be fair, he plays on a shitty team. Mm-hmm. 137 WRC+, 883 OPS. Rosario is a fucking corpse. Ozuna had a good month of May, but I don't, I just don't trust it. And I, I swear to God, when you keep in mind, uh, uh, Solaire's like, uh, what, 2019 year with the Royals or whatever it was, where he hit 40 plus, 46 home runs, something like that. 48, yeah. But, but and then you just watched him last year. Mm. Didn't he look like overall, over the course of all of it, the best fucking player we picked up? Yeah. I, it just, that one hurts. That one, I mean, that felt clear as day to me that if you kept just one, it would have been Solaire. If you kept two, it would have been Solaire Peterson. Sure, yeah. That, but but I, I understand why they didn't keep Peterson because he signed like a what $19 million deal with the Giants and then uh, kept stayed on this year for another 19 mil, something like that, for their qualifying yep. offer. So yeah. I get it. He's not worth that. So, uh, so I get that. No, one. he's. I mean, he's got. He's he's hurt right now, but yeah. he he's he's had a good season so far. I think um, five homers in twenty six games, one twenty eight WRC plus. Uh, he's more a guy I want for October mm-hmm. than I than I necessarily need to be like amazing over, yeah. over the course of the regular. Well, maybe season. he'll come back and we can trade for him. I please God. Um, but yeah, God damn, dude. I just seeing those two guys, or so, but Soler in particular, who I just really love. It sucks. That's that's giving me the biggest FOMO because that I just remember looking at him all the time. I mean, like, what a steal! Holy shit! This guy's the best pick. Like that was that to me was the best pickup. Or like, I was excited for a couple of the pickups. I think Peterson was the first one, but Solaire is when I really perked up and mm-hmm. was like, oh fuck! <clears throat> all right, we're going for it. Like fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah I wonder if they're going to do something this year. I mean, I feel like. Continuing to rely on Rosario and Azuna is going to cost us at some point. It's, I, it certainly did last year. It's Rosario's not viable. I suppose you can see if this Azuna shit sticks. Uh, not that I am necessarily a fan of of that, just because he is a fucking moron. Yeah, I, I don't. I would rather have Kevin Pilar in that spot. Pilar, by the way. Not fucking bad. No, he's pretty good. Um, he's had a nice. He's got a couple home runs. He's had a nice year, mm-hmm. um, especially considering what we, you know, thought we'd get out of him. Yeah, he's uh, got six home runs and eighty-five at bats. It's not bad. Yeah, no shit. Uh, so, I mean, I'm trying to see how Rosario did in May. Here, uh, 
not well. Like Rosario hasn't been hitting well at all in any month. Mm-hmm. He's got like a 78 WRC plus. He was 71. He was worse in May than he was in March, April. Like he's not, he's not fucking doing it. At this point, yeah, just trot out Hilliard and Pilar out there. I don't know what the fuck they're trying to get out of Rosario. I don't either. He doesn't even cost that much, by the way. So it's not like putting him on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I really thought for a while that they were going to start using Hilliard more, but it just hasn't happened. Yeah, I I don't know what the personnel decision with that is. And so I guess all that is to say we love to, to, you know, fillet Anthopolis, and not wrongly so. We would not have won that World Series without him being – you know, having the fucking balls to go out and train mm-hmm. for all these guys we're talking about right now and, and you know, the, all the long-term deals and stuff like that. And absolutely legit, deser- legit deserves to be described as the best or one of the three best GMs mm-hmm. in baseball. Yeah. Even still, some really glaring shit on there. Yeah, and it's almost entirely surrounding the left field position. It's cursed. Yeah, it, it's, it's like, well, it's been it's been one of the outfield positions – forever in Atlanta because we had Ron Gant and David Justice and then Gant left then we had Andrew Jones in center and who in left Clesco yeah right but that was only for like a year then Justice left and then I think right field was Jermaine Dye after that for like a minute and then yeah. it was Michael Tucker yeah so it's been like a it's been difficult for them to put together the that, the that entire whole, outfield for a while it was fucking Chipper Jones yeah 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 I, I don't know, man. And it seems like there's just so many. I know the when you get down to it, executing on some of this stuff, it's not a it's not a uh, uh, one direction kind of situation. You got to get other teams to agree to do things and the player that's involved for sure. But fuck, man, it seems like there's got to be something better than Marcelo Zuna and Eddie Rosario and a cast of misfits misfits in left field when you're saving this much money by having all these other guys signed to long-term deals. Yeah, and I think I saw someone say on Twitter, and I agree with this, um, I think he writes maybe for the Braves, SB Nation site, I'm not positive, but I agree with this, is <sighs> taking a flyer on a Robbie Grossman type this year is not going to fucking cut it. No, they need to make a big move at yeah. the trade deadline, and we'll see. I mean, there's going to be... There's going to be plenty of people available, and there's a lot of pretty good teams that are having bad years that have a lot of talent, and there's also some pretty shitty teams that are overperforming right now that will definitely slide before yeah. August comes around. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, the, the Indians are already starting to slide. Um, they, they were, I think, second place for the majority of the season up until recently, but now they're fucking on, they're tanking. Uh, um, I, I imagine the... Now, granted, as far as trades go, we kind of have a bit of a barren farm system at this point, so... Mm. It's tough. To, it, it, like we sort of, we've got Jared Schuster and Braden Schumig. Those are two pretty. Those are two very close to major league ready players. Yeah, well, and and Vaughn, I suppose. Vaughn Grissom. Um, there's another guy that I mentioned a while back who's a pitcher. I think he might be hurt right now, though. So I don't know if we're going to see him anytime soon, even in a trade. But Darius Vines is pretty much major league ready right now as well. But I think he's banged up right now. There's there's stuff down there. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. We have so many young guys locked into long-term deals. I'm not sure how much you should be fucking uh, nursing the the uh, uh, minor leagues at this point. Do we try to – you know, a team I'd love to uh, fucking pillage is the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice. Maybe uh, Eloy Jimenez or some shit like that. I, don't, I mean, I'm just literally just throwing out names. Who, who the fuck knows? But, uh, yeah, I, I just – 
just leave no doubt, right? Mm. I, I, you need – and look, maybe you can get by in left field with Hilliard and Pilar, but just commit to the dudes that are working because yeah. fucking Eddie's not. And uh, um, obviously, Marcel, you can patch the DH up with, you know, Darno mm. and um, – Murphy, yeah, yeah. So that's fine. It's, it's so if you, at the, I, I guess at the, my, uh, this year at the trade deadline, just they got to leave no fucking doubt, right? It's got to be go get some, go get one or two fucking nightmare relievers, mm. and if you want to, if you want to concentrate more on the bullpen, for sure. I don't think they need a starting pitcher. I don't. No, there's that, plenty of that. Yeah, that we that 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 would be kind of a waste of time. Um, it's bullpen and left field. Mm. Yeah, I, I would really like for them to go out and trade for Brian Reynolds and give up whatever they need to farm system wise to get him because the pirates already did our job for us and signed him right. to a long-term deal. That's team friendly. Yeah. And he's, he's a consistent year in and year out fucking ball player. He's not going to hit like 40 home runs probably, but he's going to hit you 25, 30. Um, and he's going to score, you know, 90 plus runs every season. So that's the kind of guy that I want out there. Somewhat like get a legit dude. This is a fucking major league baseball team. That's, that's competing every single year. You know what I mean? Like, even even d- despite their struggles this year, you look up and down uh, the Astros lineup, and they have the guys in these positions that they want there for the most part. There's a couple of people they've had to fill in, like this uh, Yolks kid uh, from uh, from uh, he's actually from Texas uh, because Chaz McCormick has not been great. But you look up and down the depth chart for the Houston Astros, they've got a top dude that they want in every single one of those positions. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, that's the way you operate a fucking ball club that's trying to win championships. I mean, I, I would say we do as well with the exception. Not left field. Left field. Yeah. With the exceptional left field. But, I mean, there's no other position where we're, where we're like, eh, we got to do where mm-hmm. He's just filling it. Yeah, but we've got plenty of, if you want to call it cap space, whatever whatever baseball would call it, we have, there's plenty of options for us to improve on that one position that they're just not taking for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. Even if it literally is just playing Pilar and Hilliard more. Because mm-hmm. it's just Eddie. It's not, it's not working. No. I don't, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got for today. Just getting a little FOMO. I checked, I've been checking the war leaderboards uh, just because it's funny to see Acuna and Murphy so high up there. Mm-hmm. But checking it today, I was like, <sighs> of course. Well, who are the top pitchers up there? I wonder where Elder is in that list. Probably not high because he's not really, you know, they, they like strikeouts. Um Okay, well, so if every single game he pitches, he gives up one run in seven innings. I feel like the maybe that, that stat's broken <laughs> if yeah, it's not I, giving him credit. I agree. I No, I totally agree with that. They really undervalue ERA. Yeah. Uh, he's 24th. He's got 1.4. Strider is 6th with 2.1. Oh, well, of course. He's he's going to have 300-plus strikeouts this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe every year after that as well. Nope. I mean, so the, the record, by the way, for career uh, – 300 strikeout seasons is is six by Nolan Ryan. I think Randy Johnson's got four of them. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I think Strider might rattle off five or six in a row unless he gets hurt or he something, stays right? healthy, yeah. Well, I again, mean, we talk about between the way these dudes hit now where there's just way – I mean, Nolan Ryan would have ten fucking – Oh, he would – every single year that he didn't get hurt, he would have 300 because goddamn, yeah. dude, yeah. Um, but people took it personally back then. Exactly. Yeah, not anymore. Nobody cares. Uh. Zach Gallon is first, by the way, and Soroka will square off with him on Sunday. So looking forward to that game. That'll be dope. Yeah, I think actually what buoys Bryce Elder a little bit. So they they like strikeouts, but they also like limiting walks. And Elder's been pretty good about limiting walks, mm-hmm. but they really don't like contact pitchers, I guess. And that's the type of thing where it's like 
yeah, they're not. It's some, sometimes it's not results oriented enough. Doesn't that need to be? That's got to be something that you're thinking about if you're one of the uh, data guys about readjusting at this point because nobody's throwing 120 pitches in games anymore. And if you're, I mean, this is the problem with Strider week in and week out. How many? How long is it going to be able to last? Not that he, we know for a fact he's going to be effective, but for how long? Elders. Elder and Soroka's chance of being effective into the sixth, seventh, and eighth innings are way higher than Strider's just mm-hmm. because of pitch count. Yep. Nothing more. So I, I don't know. We'll see how it develops. I'll ask Ryan Spader about it. He likes these numbers. Yeah, that'll be interesting. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. Yep. See you fuckers later. See you in hell. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.